To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is a Room Tone, the radio show, and here we are on 100.5 FM Cop Radio, talking movies because we love it. I'm Ruggiero, your host, and we're going to head dive into the world of filmmaking. And today, we are joined by two very, very special guests. So I want everybody to raise your hands. These are Jacqueline and Joyce Robbins. Hello, everybody. We are your dreams come true. Yes, we are. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. So just uh, for all of you guys who, um, who haven't heard those names, have you seen a series of unfortunate events? We have. There you go. <laughs> That's the amazing twin, uh, the amazing twins that really share all of that energy, that charisma on screen. So there we go. Let me ask you first things first mm -hmm. for the people out there. Who are you? Well, we, we are, are identical twins. Exactly. We have been uh, uh, womates. We are roommates. And, and we'll, we'll probably, probably end up being two mates. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That was, that was neat. That was nice and good. I like it. Okay, we're kicking it off nice and good. good but good. in real time, we are Joyce and Jack and Robbins, and we are identical twins who are educators and actresses and very happy to be here. And we are honored to be here on this radio show to speak a little bit about who we are and perhaps inspire you in your dreams. With our experience. Oh, wow. That's quite a pace right there. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's head dive right into it. You right. know, the film, the film community here in Vancouver is so dynamic, yes, so bold, much. right? Yes. I want to ask you, have you always wanted to be actresses? I think so. I think yes. we were born. I think we came out of the womb saying, hey, we like to entertain. But you know what? We also like to educate and inform. But we've always loved the theater and we thank, um, and filmmaking. We've always, we have to thank our parents for that. They were not um, actors to, per se, but they very much appreciated the arts and they, uh, they took us to as many artistic programs, even when we were about three years old. We remember going to a lot of children's theater. We thank our parents very much for introducing us to the arts. And as educators, we are actresses in our own right because our students are our critics and they are very quick to praise or criticize. So a good teacher, if you have a very good lesson and you're not connecting with the children, you better be sure that you can flip it in order to interact with the children. Wow. And so remember that yeah. all the world's a stage. Yes. Every one of us who are walking on the earth right now probably are actors. So Amazing. that's what we do. And we needed to have education to fall back on, as our parents said, because they were very supportive. However, acting is hit or miss. And so we needed to have something that we could fall back on to support ourselves. So it was a good collaboration and combination so that we could do art as well as education. It's passion with a mix of compassion. That's correct. Damn, that's quite a pace right there. That's right, you, it so is. So what, what do you teach? Well, we taught elementary school in Alberta. We were, we 
were um, born in Rochester, Minnesota, and raised in Calgary, Alberta, where we taught. We taught with the Calgary Board of Education. Um, we um, introduced an early childhood education program, a kindergarten program, if you can believe it, way back in 1969. Those children taught us more than I'm sure we ever taught them. We were students as well as teachers, and I can tell you the students were the teachers. We had 100 children in a huge gym. Uh, we, I had 50 children on one side and of the gym. I had 50 children on the other side. Damn. We were 19 years old. That tells you how old we are. And we um, had these children from 7 in the morning until 7 at night. Then we went into teaching with the Calgary Board of Education. And then we also introduced, um, were part of an introduction to a children's theater company, which we were very proud of. And we also taught adult medical students when we communication left, yes, skills. When we left the Board of Education, mm -hmm. we um, we came from a medical family, so we uh, taught first, second, and third year medical students for 10 years, not only to be good technicians, but to be good communicators, because the bedside manner is very, so important. very important. Not only delivering the good news, but, but also the best skills to deliver the, the not-so-good so news. <laughs> Amazing. I love how, how this, this, it's like a dance, It's a twin you know? thing. You it's know, a many twin people thing. wonder how we do this, because as twins, we start each other's sentences and we finish each other's sentences, mm -hmm. we have a certain rhythm. People ask us, how do you do that? Well, we say, we don't know any other way. And they say, what's it like being twins? And we say, well, we don't know what it's like not being twins. And when people say, are you two twins? We say, nah, just, just one, one of us. us. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. So let me ask you something. Yes. Has being twins ever created friction in your acting yes. career? Well, Very yes, we so are competitive. And we're collaborative. Yes. We are absolutely competitive and collaborative. Mm -hmm. um, we never it can be your best friend or yes. can, sometimes it can be your worst enemy. Now, the interesting thing about this is that when we audition, because there's we're women of a certain age, and there's often uh, what... Pardon me, women of a certain sage. sage. A certain <laughs> sage. But I must say that when we do that, we're not only competing with ourselves, we're competing with other women. So... We, um, when we do this, it's interesting that sometimes I get the work and sometimes my sister books the work. We often wonder how the director makes their mind. But in the series that my sister and I did, we took an enormous, enormous risk. risk. My sister and I said, uh, it, when it was written, we saw what we call the breakdown written for one, but we saw a vision of two. And in so doing, we asked permission from our agent if we could come in and present a vision of two because eventually they were going to match us with someone else. And so we presented that vision took the enormous risk, no regrets, and they bought our vision, and that's why we were able to collaborate rather than to be competitive with friction. Our dream also was, said to yeah. be, our dream was to work in a children's television series and also to, together. to be able to work together, and our dreams came true. So we'd like to say our bucket list came true, and everything else is gravy. And we love gravy. Yes. Wow, we, so that's a very happy story right there. It I had is. no idea about yes. that. And so that's how we were able to work together in this particular series, a very profound series. And we're, we're most proud of it because this is a, a series that all families can attend and watch together and hopefully their children, their children's children and their children's children will watch because yeah. we had an opportunity to also work, work with, with the, the writer, author, the, with author, the author, author Daniel Handler, which was a complete pleasure. This was Netflix inaugural into children and family view viewing, having all that success with their adult productions such as House of Cards. And a, a number of months ago, this beautiful show won a Pulitzer Prize equivalent, a Peabody Award for Excellence in Children and Family Viewing. So as um, educators as well as actresses, we are very, very proud of that fact. Amazing. I, I really, I'm really interested in, in tapping into, you know, teaching. Yes. Teachers and somehow, 
you know, teaching is acting, and yes, many times is, acting also so. is teaching in Absolutely. some ways. You know? I I'd also love to ask you, when was the moment yes. that really transitioned from teaching into full-time acting? Uh, that would, I think, it was probably 1988. Was it not? Twice? I would like to say that we've been acting all, all our, our lives. lives. As children, we all we used to spend our summers up here in Vancouver. We used su- to write our own plays we and present it to the neighborhood. Exactly. We were always being performing. So again, if you want to use the standard between non-professional and professional acting, that would have probably professional acting would have occurred probably late 80s, early 90s. But and through been our act- teaching career, we always did a, a great deal of drama work in our classes. Exactly. So acting was always a component but of teaching. We've teaching always was always a component, component of, of acting. acting. We've <laughs> always been acting. We've been acting truly all our lives. And and life, as we say, is a stage, said Shakespeare. We also believe yep. that people are uh, coming to the world with their gifts. Yes. Now, I think we, you cannot make us actors. You cannot make us teachers. No. There's something inside you. You can be guided through yeah. the programs that you need in you order to instruct. Tweet. But I think you have to be born with that Exactly. Gift. I'm not good technologically. I know my skill set. My twin knows her skill set. I don't we, drive because we would kill everybody on the road if we, we are learned actresses. to drive. We are actresses. Yeah. That's exactly what we do. We, per- we are performers. And we count on every member of the team. We always meet everybody by saying it's we are nothing without the team exactly. of people who help us look the way we do when we're exactly. on screen. We're not divas and we no. don't we don't perform in isolation. We must credit and compliment the team that we work with. And we're honored to work with them. Absolutely. My That's, sister and I said wow. we'll, we'll quit the business when we get it right and we, and hope, we hope we, we never, never get, get it right. right. <laughs> we're always learning. There is so much in there. It's incredible. It's yeah. like boom, boom, boom all over the place and I love it. When you, it goes out of sync and then back in sync when you that's complete correct. the sentence. so beautiful. That's, yes. uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really want to ask you if there was a specific moment in your lives when you said, okay, I want to become an actress. Is a specific moment in your life. Or I know. I remember. I remember for yes, me, it was. Yes. I think I remember. I start. My sister loves dolls. She loved to mm. collect dolls. And I said to her, "We've got to have some individuality. Why don't you continue to collect dolls?" I want to step in and see with whether I can literally become an actress by working with a company. So I joined a children's theater company that we helped found called the Storybook Theater Company, and I started. And I had such a good time being on stage. I did one performance, one full show performance. My sister said, my Joyce said, gee, that sounds like fun. I wonder if I could try it too. And no, they also needed did. they needed a musician, and I kind of composed uh, the sort of themes, music, through this particular show. And with that, I became very much involved. But we have been acting all our lives. I'd like to think mine came earlier. When we were children, we were given a children's book called Madeline. Yes. And we loved poetry and we write poetry and um, we learned that book off by heart and that was about six years old and it was then that I really loved the performance of that piece and for me I think that gave me that fire, that passion to think, oh yes, I would love to be a performer. Also, when we were about four or five, as I said, my parents and three, they would take us to children's theater. and Not much theater, not not just children's theater. But a lot of theater. And and sometimes the actors on stage would say, oh, we need volunteers, would you come up to the stage? Without hesitation. And without hesitation, without any nerves, we would put our hands up. And the moment you step on that stage, Stage, there's a wonderful magic power that comes right through you. And 
you're sitting on that stage and the whole world is in your control. The audience it's is wonderful. your the audience is is our slaves of you and they are enthralled by you and you hope that you perform for them and you respect them and that you very respect much. them because it's what we call um, um, a symbiotic relationship. You put out and the audience gives back. We're equal. And that's where we felt that power and that passion. An equal energy between yes. audience and it performer. was magic. It was magic. Yes. Wow, I, I got to tell you this is magic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is Thank magic right much. here. That's that's well, awesome. we're having some fun yes, today. Yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> well, talking about what we love, passion, right? That's, that's our hard. love. I'd love to ask you, you know, yeah. right now things are happening so quickly in yes. 2019. For other actors or actresses out there, yeah. what does it mean to be a successful actor or actress in 2019? That's a very good question. I, I would like to say, and I'm going to say it with great honesty, this is a brutal business. This is a business where you it's either feast or famine. There is more rejection than acceptance. Than acceptance. It's tough on the skin. It's very, tough on very the brain. Hard. And you know something? You must take that risk. You must take that educated risk, as we did with a series of unfortunate events. No regrets. Sometimes you book the part. Sometimes you don't. Never give up. I'm telling you there are days that we can go home and hit the wall and say we quit. We want nothing to do with this business. But the industry is like an abusive partner. You swear you're never going to go back to it. And yet we somehow crawl back to that partner, which is actor, which is industry, which is film, which is stage. It's because we have a bug that's put into us. And this virus that takes over cannot leave us. We simply must go back and try our best and occasionally we are rewarded, and so we continue. And you raise a wonderful question about this time, 2019. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are many platforms that you can do your acting. If you're not successful doing one thing, try another thing. If you're not successful in front of camera, see what you can do behind camera. There are web pages. There are websites. There's this virtual reality. So many ways to communicate So these days. many ways to become an actor, yeah. to be an actor, yeah. to teach acting. Do not ever give up your dream. No. And all it takes, every journey begins with a single step. Yes. Figure out what you think you would like to try and go and ahead go and, ahead and, try, and it. try it. Now, you're going to have a lot of criticism, and you're also going to have a lot of praise. But sometimes that can be phony criticism and phony praise. False flattery. You have to be true to yourself. The most important thing, <laughs> filtering it down, never give up. My father always said, where there's life, there's hope. Where there's hope, there's, there's life. life. Amazing. Seems like there is a there is a common common theme here, and I feel like persistence is really... Persistence is important. Persistence is key somehow. I want to ask yeah. you, was there a moment? When was the peak of your acting career? Well, I right think now, I think it was we this have, job. Well, right now, as I say, uh, we're always climbing mountains. Yes. We will never reach a peak. My sister and I said, as we said before, we will quit when we get this right, and we hope we never get this right. This job this, that we've just done is definitely a high plateau moment. It is a bucket list moment, mm -hmm. and everything else that happens to us will be gravy, but it'll always be peaks and new peaks and undiscovered country. We say, oh, there's a wonderful poem by Robert Frost, and, and the title of one of it was The Road Less Traveled. So if you've got a fork in the road, one that is one that you seem to know very clearly and one that's an uncertainty, take that risk. 
go for the uncertainty. Take the road less, less traveled. traveled. You will be you will be absolutely bereft if you didn't take that risk. You will you will regret not taking that road less traveled. And go enjoy every minute of the journey. Exactly. You may have bumps in the road. You'll have potholes, detours, potholes. detours. But the end of the road yes. is just one sample of what you can achieve. The journey is so very important. Half the fun of getting there is getting, is getting there. there. So make that journey. It's not the destination. Go and always follow that destination. And we don't know how long we have on this earth. And it's not the quantity of our lives. It's It's the quality quality. of our lives. And my parents also said, come in kind. And leave out kind. Go out kind. Mm -hmm. If you're kind with four-letter words, think of love and kind and hope. And then continue your journey. Who knows where it's going to take you. Jacqueline, I'd love to ask you, and then Joyce, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, what what is the thing that you love the most about each other? I think we're better together than we are apart. And I think what I love most most about being together is that I think we've been given this phenomenal gift to be able to be in each other's wheelhouse, so to, so to speak. I love Joyce's energy. I love Joyce's curiosity. Um, Joyce is extremely um, uh, uh, honest in her thinking, sometimes a bit impulsive, sometimes a bit stubborn, but that's humanity. As I said, I, I sometimes feel trepidous and kind of scared sometimes when I'm too far away from Joyce. I think the more we are in each other's company, the better I feel. So I I admire Joyce for her strength and for being my sister all these years. Wonderful. Joyce, what do you have to share? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, kidding. Uh, I think, you know, it's interesting about identical twins. There are more differences than similarities, and they're discovering that now even in science. But um, we kind of complete each other. I am impulsive. I'm quite artistic. I'm very creative. And I think my sister is more of a pragmatist uh, and a strategist. I'm very technologically challenged. I'm directionally dyslexic as well as my sister. So I find that I need her for direction. Uh, And, um, again, I'm technologically challenged. She is a little bit more... um, uh, uh, let's say um, uh, computer literate maybe? computer literate I'm quite illiterate I still communicate with pencil and paper and provide the ideas for her so I think where I'm more creative and impulsive and um, uh, I'm more shall we say uh, ant she is more grasshopper I she's think more pragmatic is, uh, um, one of us may be left brain more and mm-hmm. one may be right brain yes. more and together we make a whole brain a whole brain Absolutely. so we, we truly complete each other the duality of humanity right there that's right Precisely. but a little secret we used to be quints we have to kill the other three. A little too much information. Because you can't compete with the Dion Quintuplets, <laughs> the most famous quints in the world. So now we're officially twins. Mm-hmm. Amazing. There you go. So let me ask you about your artistic background. Yes. yes. What about uh, playing music? Or I, well, I want to hear about that. We a played, little bit. A little bit of piano. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wouldn't say piano is totally in our lives now. I, we're not naturally gifted pianists. It was more practice, practice, practice. But we were always creative by way of writing poetry. We never presented a gift to our parents that we bought. It was always a piece of our hearts. Poetry we wrote for them. We loved to sing songs. Uh, We loved to memorize a lot of wonderful stories and poems. And we always loved to act. Act for our friends, act for ourselves, uh, and just be out there in in conversation. This is a lovely question because I also believe that part of this helped us in our education career. I think the most important thing you can do to a child is to read to a child. I think we've lost the fine art of literally communicating. We have all these communication devices. And we're not speaking a word. But the art of storytelling, even when a child is in the womb, start 
uh, looking at books and thinking about books and when your children are born sing a story to them have books in the house yes. and let those children touch them and feel them and Th- read read to your it's child a, it's a tangible thing and us speaking to you my dear this is what we call our FaceTime. we see so many people now communicating but not saying a word they are thumbing uh, devices their child is right in front of them and there's no conversations, conversation spoken between them. That is a very sad thing. You must never invalidate a child's soul. You must look them in the eye and teach them and accept what they have to say to and you. Listen, and listen, listen, listen to listen, their listen. stories. Exactly. Wow. And where do you see humanity going? Uh, hopefully, think, hopefully up, not down. You know, you <laughs> have to maintain. We always think the glass should be half full. Mm-hmm. But right now, it looks like it's going like to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> and I think in every generation, we think we're going nowhere. And we're always worried about the future, our next generation. But we are always optimistic. And I always say when the road is, 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 is the steepest, when the darkness is the darkest, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You began with Charlie Chaplin's speech from the great dictator. In the worst of our times in the 20th century. We overcame that because knowledge is power and truth uh, always uh, over trumps or overtakes uh, lies. And uh, If you are given lemons, make, make lemonade. lemonade. Exactly right. Amazing. There is a beautiful quote, yeah. really, that goes, education without intelligence is yeah. useless. Absolutely. And intelligence without education is dangerous. That's I would right. like to shake the hand that. of that person exactly. who did that statement. That's you know, very we th- true. We think we're very bright, but we always take these epithets from people who can say it better in very few words. Uh, knowledge is power. Uh, we are now dealing now with technology of which we're getting what we call fake news. We have to know truth, speak our truth. We must always be um, those who will drill in and mine that truth. Do not accept it as rote. Get the facts. Uh, educate yourself. Inform yourself. And don't be intimidated Intimidated by other people giving you information. And follow your truth. Follow, think to for yourself. own self be, be true. true. Exactly. Experience it. If yes. somebody tells you something, yes. don't always take it at face value. No. Experience, Experience it. Experience it. Exactly. Right. Now, let me ask you, how can someone define their own truth? I think you have to have a lot of experiences to be able to come to a a point in the road where you say, this is my control. This is where I feel the most comfortable. This is where my soul is free. Finding truth means that you have to accept yourself. Um, If you don't love yourself, how can you love others? So try and find what defines you. What makes you most interesting. Oscar Wilde said, don't take somebody else's name or space. Um, That's already been taken. Uh, Be your own name. Be your own body. Try a lot of things until you find the right formula that feels right right, for you. Right for you. And then, if you think you know that, you may pass from your point of view. Never say that your point of view will be somebody else's. Maybe that will inspire others to also dig down and think what makes them the most unique person in the world. Everybody else is taken. Be you. And that's the way you're able to tell your truth. We did a wonderful video for a remarkable man in in Canada, Tom Cochran, who's a terrific uh, uh, philanthropist, a humanist, and a terrific uh, song and story writer. Yes. We did a a song called Life Life is is a a Highway. Highway. I'm going to write it all night long. Yes. And there's so many truths in that. Follow that highway. Yes. Every single time you step off the path or even follow down the highway, something else will be there to stick to your truth. Yes. 
something that will embellish it and help your truth grow. But remember, be comfortable within yourself. You will know. You have a gut instinct. Yes. Trust your gut instinct. You will know when it feels right for you. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, those people who give them give you their stories. You can sing your story. You can write your story. You can tap your story. You can text your story. But from other people's stories, you'll be able to glean your story and find your own truth. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's wonderful. Let me ask you, have you ever found yourself in the middle of the jungle, outside of that highway? Yes. Does that ever happen to you? And and the jungle... We are dyslexic. We find ourselves in a lot of jungles when we take the wrong direction. We do. A jungle is a metaphoric word. It can be something absolutely physical where we're entwined by buildings, by tunnels, by by forests, but it's also a metaphoric word. Our, our minds can become very, very cloudy with, uh, with jungles that entwine our brains and tangle our brains and seem to choke us like an anaconda snake. It's the junk email and the spam that yes. runs around your consciousness. We just have to try and filter that noise out, see if we can reduce that jungle and so that the grass can come through, the soil can breathe sunshine, and then we can grow our own seeds and new seeds and reach that sun. And no matter how dark that jungle is, yes. you know that there is always a little modicum of light. Yes, at Try the end of and it. seek that light. Yes. It's there. Just look for it a little bit harder. Go for that it's light. It's there. The jungle will dissipate. The mm-hmm. jungle will go away. That fog will lift and... I say be true to yourself and know that you can do it. You're here for a reason and you'll find your way out. Exactly. Wonderful. There, oh, there is so much there. It's incredible to hear, especially yeah. from, from the both of you, you know, after having such a, such a successful slice of career, you know, it's amazing to really hear that from uh, someone like you. And, you know, I'd love to hear some audition stories right now. Oh, <laughs> that really interesting in, 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 in that viewpoint. First of all, we're going to be honest. We are 69 years old. Mm-hmm. Age is relative. You, could, you might meet my sister. And my wonderful sister is eight minutes older than me, so she's <laughs> had eight minutes more experience in this I'm world six, than I am. I, I'm even a little older than her. <laughs> but that doesn't make us wiser. No. We found that in our careers as actresses, we've been more successful later in life than earlier in life. But we're very glad that we had that early life to uh, educate us and give us that experience. Let's tell you the story about how we got this role for a series of unfortunate events. This was, I think, a remarkable audition story. When our agent gave us what we call the side, the side is the script that you have to read, we were told that 14,000 people auditioned for this role. The, the, the ones that my sister and I have. And this was around the world audition. So every yes. single person where the auditions were taking place were given the exact same set of words to learn, whether they were male or female. Mm-hmm. It turned out later that the sides that we spoke, the words we spoke, belonged to another character. But we all had to learn it. The director said, Barry Sonnenfeld, he wanted this performed fast, fast and, and flat. flat. The breakdown, which gives you information of why the sides are there, gives you information of what the character is all about. We were told that this person will be matched with another person, may start and finish each other's sentences, and may wear the same clothes. So we figured, hmm, this sounds like a vision of two rather than a vision of one. So why not us give them a vision of two rather than us compete against us and 26 other women, and then they will match the person who booked the part with another person. So we asked our agent to ask casting if we can have permission not to compete against each other, but to come in together with this side. If that was not allowed, we would have had to compete against each other. But casting allowed us to come in together. Mm -hmm. 
So what do you think we did? Well, we had two auditions the next day. So we didn't break down this script until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> now, the first audition we went to, because we spent the day um, audi- uh, rehearsing for that one, preparing, that really didn't go anywhere. Thank goodness this audition for a, sec- for a series of unfortunate events took place later on the afternoon. Yes. So when we left the audition in the morning, we went across the street to a hotel. and they, we, al- we, they allowed us to sit in the lobby next to a fireplace so that we could really go over and over and over this, this breakdown. Take all the other audition away and mm-hmm. just focus on this one. And so I picked a word, she picked a word, I, I picked, picked a, a line. Rhythm, she picked a line yes. until we made that speech sound like one conversation. by one conversation. And it had to be very important because the director did not want any emotion. He wanted it as fast and flat as an auction. And we call that farce pace. Mm-hmm. But rather than one person learning that whole uh, sequence we had to do it together without skipping or leaving a space and we knew that we only had one chance to, to put get it on it right. tape and so I found an outfit at home this is Jacqueline here yes I found an outfit with zigzags so when we uh, uh, stuck together and joined hands together we, we looked like one person we looked like a two-headed person yes. connected to one body we clung to each other we said one, two, three, go. go. And we said that speech. It was perfect. We nailed it. We nailed it. And then our casting director said, Now, Joycey, you take Jackie's lines, and Jackie, you take Joycey's lines. And for the first time in 43 years, we said, No, please present the script as is. I said, I don't know her rhythm. She doesn't know my rhythm. I don't know her lines. This is Joyce talking. And Jackie doesn't know my lines. So... And we did it respectfully. Yes. We said that no emphatically, but respectfully. Please send the script in as is. And she did. And then we went home and we phoned our agent. And I said to my agent, if I ever see that side again or that script again, it'll be too soon. Well, three days later, he phoned us and he said, pull out that pull script. Pull out the side. Because this time you are going to be seen in a callback call with the director. With the director. Who is the director? Now, for those of us who need to know what that means, a callback means that you have been considered. For a shortlist. You have not been booked, but you are now considered. So they gleaned 26 women down to six women. Five singles and, and us. Jackie and I came in as a team making the sixth. We were seen last. We met the director, a very, very quirky, brilliant director. Before we even began, he said, We sent your tape down, girls, to New York and Los Angeles. We want you to know that we loved your creative choreography and your verbal gymnastics. And he was referring to the team who liked it. And we found out that the team consisted of the director, Barry Sonfeld, Neil Patrick Harris, who was the lead lead actor and and our executive executive producer, producer, and and the Netflix team, and Daniel Handler, the author of the books. Now, if the author of the books, who really is our god and created us, liked us, then we thought we'd better do our best. So then Barry says... He's a very quirky director. He says, now, I'd like you ladies, if you wouldn't mind... No, No, I'm I'm the director. director. You will do do it exactly exactly as I say. At the same way you presented in the the, uh, original audition. All right. So we looked at each other. We clung to each other with the same Missoni... That's a... A A zigzag pattern. A zigzag pattern or a chevron. This is a Mm -hmm. wonderful Italian designer. So we really look like a two-headed Gorgon. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, go... Nailed, nailed it. it. Then, then he said, 
Now do it again with emotion. No preparation. He because he to wanted to see whether we could be directed. Yes. We weren't one-take one wonders. One-take wonders. He wanted to make sure that we weren't just great in the first edition and then we fumbled the lines. We, we did it. We did it. We nailed it. And then, then he said, now, ladies, as you go home, I'm going to leave you with this one thought. One of you has the part. So that took us. And that really but he had took, a little twinkle in his look, eye. We didn't realize what yeah. that twinkle in his eye meant. That took us back a little bit. So Joycey, me speaking, said, well, that would most assuredly be me, Mr. Sonnenfeld. And Jackie said, oh, no, no, Mr. Sonnenfeld. Most certainly that will be me. Then he and says, then he all said, right, ladies. Ladies, no. Go home. Get out of here. And three days later, our, our agent phones us back again. He says, listen, I have good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? We said we, we want to hear the, the good, good news first. first. He, he says, said, the, the good, good news is there's no bad news. You both booked the part. And then we hit the ceiling. <laughs> we just hit the ceiling. It was an orgiastic moment. <laughs> it <laughs> what was a, a wonderful, wonderful part. That, that's, like a, that's a whole chase adventure. <laughs> now there's a film in itself right there. That was the best audition we've had. Damn, ever. I can tell. I don't think anybody could beat that. That's crazy. Wow. Woo. Well, yeah. that, that was perfect and leads us uh, perfectly. We're going to have to take a little break. Okay. okay. And this is actually the soundtrack that you chose, Capernaum. Yes. I want to ask you, why Wonderful. did you choose this soundtrack? Oh, oh Capernaum the movie itself is will a, just touch at every heartstring. It is a relevant movie. Mm -hmm. It's the story of refugee and immigrant who have been marginalized in their community. But the truth, if you talk about the truth, is the performance of the child actor who lives this truth every day. And this, is a survivor. A survivor. He was not acting. He was living his life. He was reacting. I encourage you, do not miss Capernaum. It got a 15-minute standing ovation at Cannes this year and won the jury prize. There is humanity's oh, truth entirely in, in that performance. In this performance and in this particular Directed movie. by a fine hand. Must, must, must see. A Syrian refugee mm -hmm. uh, who lives in Lebanon, and it is the story of an immigrant, this child's right to survive, and this right to be noticed and not invisible. It is relevant for today with all of us in this world who are either civilians of a country or are immigrants. It's timeless. It's timeless. And we say, when you accept anybody into a country, if you are in Canada, you are come from two places only. Two places, from, from here, here or, or from, from away. away. And this is a story of a child who came from away and is now trying to live in a country and be accepted. I encourage you with all urgency. It's mandatory. It's the law. It really is compulsory. Do not Do miss, not miss it. Capernaum. Amazing. This is Jonas by Khaled Musanar.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show, and here we are talking movies because we love it with Jacqueline and Joyce Robbins, uh, the extremely charismatic twins from a series of unfortunate events. I'm Roger, your host, and let's head dive right into it again. Jacqueline and Joyce, I want to ask you, what is your thought process? How do you break down the script? That is a superb question. The reason why we think this is an important question, mm-hmm. because we must say to our listeners, this is our own point of view. This is not set in stone. We have a unique situation. It's oxymoronic to say we're unique because we are two. But because we are twins and we do have the same face, we want the director to know that he might see the same face, but we come to this in different ways. We purposefully, when we're not asked to do it together, we separate ourselves into different rooms. We literally do. We go into different rooms so that the creative choices that one makes is not going to be matched with the creative choices that the other one has made. So we take the breakdown, and I'll speak from Joyce's point of view. Please. Mm -hmm. I take the breakdown, I try and glean the most important words that will pop in a sentence that needs to be emphasized. I try and find out as much as I can about who this character is in what time period this character is, and also perhaps some of the clothes this person might wear, and try and understand in the context of that what this person is doing to define himself or herself. What would make my performance stand out differently from Jackie or from others who are going to be auditioning? We've never taken an acting lesson in our lives. We've gone to workshops, but we've never studied any method. We consider this our own method. We are, I think, instinctual actors. Yes. What feels right to us as we are learning the part is what we follow. But one thing that Jackie and I do, which no one else does, is when we see a side of which we're going to have to be, um, shall we say, uh, competing against each other, Jackie and I prepare it two ways. We not only prepare it individually, but we prepare it together just in case the uh, director wants to see a vision of two, has the budget to make it two, or sees it differently. It has happened several times for us of which he wrote it for one, but sees a vision of two and buys that vision and books us, and as I it did with the series of Unfortunate Events. I love the way that Joyce talked about her method breakdown, and believe it or not, it's extremely, uh, almost identical to the way I break it down. But the difference is, is that because she's on her side of the of the room doing, or her side of another room doing her creative choices, uh, she will pick words that will pop in her brain that may be slightly different for the way I read the uh, element of the sentence or the context of the sentence. And what you do, what, what I do, when I finally find something that feels right to me, the rhythm feels right, the tone feels right, I never change it. I never waver. I practice that tone over and over and over again. I look at, at, look at the cue before, then I come in with my choice of that breakdown line that I'm going to say, and I do not change it. I, I stick to a point, I say this is what's right for me, and I don't waver from that decision that I've made. And we never give that away to each other. Never. Jackie and I conceal our secrets in our performance rather than give it away. We are each other's line readers, mm-hmm. so when we, will you go over my lines with me, and I'll go over your lines with you, We go over our lines absolutely flat. No emotion at all. We don't give away how we are going to present it. And when we are in the audition room, then it's just me standing doing it. Yes. I'll say it my way. When she's in her room, 
getting her opportunity, we are, she will do it her way. Yes, we're separate. We we go. We do not go in together. Sometimes if there's a big room and the director says, do you want to be in the room with your sister? We, we say, say no. <laughs> I don't want, I do not want her to borrow me and I don't want to borrow her way of saying mm-hmm. it. So fascinating to really see the connection and at the same time the respect for each other's that space. Exactly. That's wonderful. I what think a great we would have balance. killed each other if we didn't have that. That's sort of rule number one. But we are competitive mm-hmm. so you can see that we will not give each other well, we're away about how we're going to present that particular character. Well, that competition is, is, is actually positive. And it's, it's healthy. You, yeah, it's healthy. And it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's why we wonder if one of us gets the part and the other one doesn't. It's how do they choose? How do the director make that point? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we go home and sometimes we feel a little jealous with each other. Why did you get it? And I didn't. But then after, we're always very um, complimentary to each other that each one of us has, has one or the other has booked the part. Precisely. Wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. I'd love to now step into the one-minute pitch. Yeah. Okay. So who's going to go first? I will. Jackie will go. All right. I will hold on. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm going to hit the clock. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Ready. One Good. minute from now. Go. <laughs> Let's go for it. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> This is Jacqueline Robbins here. Please remember that tomorrow is International Women's Day. Now, that means that we have to honor all the females in our lives that have helped us, have nurtured us, advised us, and will be with us always. Now, gentlemen and ladies, remember that in each of us, there's always a female part. So, gentlemen, if you're out there, please, please tap into your female part and honor it. When you honor your female part, you honor yourself. Ladies, be joyful. Be proud. It is our day. We are being celebrated tomorrow. Everyone in the world, please. Please remember that uh, we hold up, women hold up half the sky. Enjoy, celebrate together. It's International Women's Day tomorrow. Go out there, be a female for a few hours, and remember you can have the most fun in the world. This is a forever moment. International Women's Day, be there. Amazing. That was pl- that was perfect on the minute, and I really thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. That's one of the best speeches we've ever had. I have to say that because, both because of the delivery and also because of the substance. So really thank you for that, Jacqueline. Really a appreciate pleasure, that. A pleasure. Thank you. Joyce, do you want to go for it? I certainly will. All right. And we're, going, we're hitting the clock right now. So I'm going to give you a curveball right now. I'm going to have two pitches, one for myself and one for the world. Don't forget to turn your clocks ahead on Saturday night because it is daylight saving. And when you do so, you might encourage spring to come because it's been very tenuous here in this wonderful city of Vancouver. Uh, when you turn the clock ahead, you're not really losing time. In a sense, you're gaining more sunlight, and we must walk in that sunlight and live every day as if it was your last. So I'm going to pick something. I had booked a part, hopefully it's there, it's for a pilot, and it's called Motherland, and it's all about strong female performance, which we are all so grateful to have. And so I'm pitching for myself that if it's greenlit, one of the executive producers is Will Ferrell, maybe I will have another series. That would be great. So, push your clocks ahead, don't forget to wake up, and enjoy spring, enjoy life. Amazing. What a t- that the timing is phenomenal here. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And that leads us into the Proust questionnaire. So here at Room Tone Radio Show, we basically ask five questions out of the 35 questions that Proust wrote down. And he thought that these questions would, uh, would basically help you identify your truest self. Yes. So how about we head dive into it? We just go for it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you the first question of the Proust questionnaire. Which living person do you most admire? Living person. Mm. I, I admire um, Gregory Peck, who is my... Living person. Oh, living person. Mm-hmm. Living person. Well, I always think Gregory will never die. <laughs> He lives on in the movies. 
Um, I, I'm going to say I, I enjoy a female politician. Uh, I enjoy Ang, Ang, Angela Merkel. Mm. She's a woman who came from a communist background, is a scientist, has a great heart and compassion in a country that has a really not a very good history in, the, in this 20th century. And she accepts immigrants, and she stands and validates them. I admire uh, Angela Merkel. Uh, my person that I admire the most living person is my younger sister, Dorothy, who lives in the Middle East. She is a remarkable woman. She is a mother. Uh, she is a lawyer, but she is a mother first. She has the most gentle, generous heart. She is always doing things for other people. She is compassionate. She has helped my sister and I in many, many situations. She's got a wonderful sense of humor. She's uh, our third eye. She really is. Yes. She is She is the person I admire the most, living person. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. You want to add something, Joyce? No, I was just going to say, the first person who spoke was Joyce C., and Jackie just gave that thought. So we'll identify ourselves. I have a lower voice than Jackie. I so. have a little bit of more of a higher pitch. So when the questions are asked, we'll identify yourself. Exactly. Sounds good. Amazing. All right. Second question of the Proust questionnaire. Yes. What is your current state of mind? Ah. <laughs> well, this is Joyce calling. My current state of mind is upbeat, hopeful, positive, glass half full, especially in times of triumph, you know who your friends are. In times of crisis, you really know who your friends are. My friend is my sister, Jackie. I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, I'm positive. That's my state of mind. Amazing. My state of mind, this is Jackie, is calm. I feel a remarkable calmness today. I feel that this is exactly the right place I'm supposed to be. This is the moment I'm supposed to be in. I'm with a wonderful person in Ruggiero who is giving us the opportunity. I'm with my best friend here, my sister Joyce. My mind is calm. I feel at peace. Wonderful. What are what these answers? Well, this. we love Proust. There you go. That's a, let's go for <laughs> Very it. Very esoteric, yes. Let's go for it. Uh, third question of the Proust questionnaire. Yeah. What is your most marked characteristic? <laughs> I had to ask this one. I'm sure. Um, this is Joyce. I think my most marked characteristic is impulsiveness. Um, I love life. I often don't think when I put myself forward. And I think maybe that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But when I'm impulsive, then things in the community or in the spiritual world or in the airwaves just comes into me. I try and keep an open and engaging mind and try and grab at things as fast as I can because it's very hard to grab that brass ring. If you're able to get it once in your life, uh, then you know you've done it. So I would say I am impulsive. Thank you for that, uh, Joyce. Really appreciate that. Jackie, for Jackie, I think mine is a sense of humor. I believe there's <laughs> always something that you can see that is lighthearted, even in the most dense, desperate situation, even if you're going to be facing death. I always look for that a little twinkle of lightheartedness in order for me to get through the toughest, toughest moments. If it's a joke that you can say, uh, a little smile, a little funny face that you can make, uh, I always try to key in on something that will make me laugh and smile. Amazing. And what what is what makes the both of you smile? This is a little sideways from the Proust question. I'm curious, is there something specific? A child or makes me smile. Always. A child makes me smile because there is no fourth wall. There are no social checks. Speaking of truth, a child is truth. A child will speak their mind, say it as it is. Sometimes it is so humorous that I say to a little one, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you. A 
child makes us smile, and we all have our inner children. So if a child can make us smile, look for your inner child and make that inner child smile at you and make you laugh. And also seeing some of the nicest things in life. If you see a little puppy dog going down the street and he's wagging his tail and he's just having a real jolly time, how... You're dead if you don't get a little smile or a little lift out of that. Yeah. Those are the kind, the little tiny things that you look at in life. Those are the things that make us smile. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what I'll, about that inner child? How do you nurture that inner child? That is such an important thing. We as actors wear our child on our sleeves. We call it anthropomorphism. Mm-hmm. We always think as a little one who's about five years old or under, it's always me, 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 me. The world centers around me. And that's the way it is with actors. We feel that the world centers around us, that we deserve it. We deserve to book all the parts, but we have to understand that we live not in isolation, that we live in a community, in society. So let that inner child accept um, feeling that they feel shamed. Let that inner child feel validated. Let that inner child feel that that they don't need to have guilt. And listen to the voice of the inner child. Yes. Every child inside you has a voice. Yes. Sometimes every child reinvents the world. Every, every newborn child comes into the world yes. and reinvents the world. They yes. know nothing about hate. They know nothing about war. Yes. They know nothing about unkindness. It's tabula rasa. It's a, a clean slate. And your inner child is always being reborn. Yes. Listen to that voice. And, and you don't know, invalidate it. No, and never invalidate it. And feed that child yes. nothing but respect and love. Yes. And listen to them, whether they're speaking yes. uh, an angry moment or whether they're having having a happy moment listen listen listen, listen, listen. listen. and validate it wow that's uh that's like another great answer <laughs> today it's incredible like we have a we have a whole we have a whole lecture and exploration of, of life itself but that's it's because incredible. of you rogero because you're very esoteric and you're very philosophical you're giving you're yes. feeding us you're, you're feeding you're and you're listening us. to us we are very much honored to be yes, in your you presence are. you are teaching us i feel like i feel like the what you brought today in the booth it's it's very special oh, and uh, I'm, I'm 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 really really happy to hear what the audience and, and everybody listening to this podcast as well will be will be saying about it. I'm very, Back very curious. You. Back at you. Thanks. Fourth question of yes. the Proust questionnaire. Let's go for it. Yes. If you have it, yes. what is your motto? Uh, I, my motto is engage brain before putting mouth in gear. <laughs> That's okay. Think before you speak. Very you can't good. Can't take it back. Very and my good. motto is if you don't enter the contest, you have no chance of winning. So Seize every opportunity that is given to you. Take that risk. Go for it. Yes. Wonderful. Amazing. And here we are in front of the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. You can take a moment to think about this one. But what is your idea of perfect happiness? You know, the beauty of perfection, and we always think that we have it, is seeking it. I think perfect happiness is to be still within yourself. Don't second guess. Live your life. Live your truth. Be kind to others. Validate others. And at the end of your life, don't say you want a second opinion. Be happy with what you gave, who you are, and who you were. 
Wow, thank you for that, Joyce. For me, it's be grateful. Be grateful for every gift that is given to you. Be grateful for every smile that comes your way. Be grateful for the food that you are given to eat. Be grateful for your friends and people who are advising you in your life. And when you lie down and take that final breath, Remember that there's always Acts 1, 2, and 3 in heaven if you choose to go there, and that you just did your best. When I used to teach, I would put down the first word on the blackboard. I would say, in this classroom, we try. That's all I ask of you is try. That's my perfect happiness. Try. Wonderful. Wow. This is incredible. Really close. And uh, we, are, we actually might have to wrap up this whole burrito just in a few minutes. <laughs> we so. love burritos. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> We'd love to continue eating burritos. There you go. <laughs> Let me ask you something uh, for yeah. all, the, uh, all the actors and actresses out there yeah. listening. I want to ask you, what's your piece of advice? Never give up. Precisely. Uh, you know your performance skill. If you did not have the best performance, believe it or not, we've booked parts where we've actually made a mistake in the audition, and then we have to think back how we made that mistake in order to present it exactly the same way. Never, ever give up. Never be discouraged. Always go for it, go for it, go for it. I would like to yeah. add this. My parents used to say, yes. if you love something, if you love something, a hundred hours is too short. And if you hate something, five minutes is too long. Always go for your hundred hours. Yes. Do what feels right for you, and you will never, ever forget it. Yeah, never be disappointed. Never. And if it doesn't work for you, try something else. Never give Never give up. up. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank and, you know, you. this is Room Tone, the radio show. Here we are talking movies because we love it on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. You'll find this episode also as a podcast on our website on roomtonepodcast.com. Now, here we have Jacqueline and Joyce Robbins from a series of unfortunate events. Any last final shout-outs? Well, we are so thankful for the opportunity today to yes. be with Ruggiero. This has been a remarkable podcast. If we have helped you in any way or advised you in any way, we are very, very grateful for the opportunity to do so. And Hire us! And everybody has a story. And what we've done is just presented a story on a different platform, mm -hmm. a different form of communication. So what we would like to say is, as educators as well as actors, we hope that we have provided our point of view for you find your own path find your own point of view if we've inspired you then we have done our work and yes please we're available do book us mm -hmm. thanks again follow your rainbow follow, follow your, your dreams heart. amazing and here we are wrapping this whole burrito i'll catch you next thursday at 11 a.m here on cop radio 100.5 fm on room tone the radio show talking movies because we love it so to all of you out there enjoy this very mysterious snowy vancouver today <laughs> much love to you bye 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 bye